0: to red femme my name is jen isaacson and i'm here with hannah i can't use my hands because they're full of ice cream borelli
1: so much ice cream
0: <laughs> today we're going to be doing our reaction to the news that the tavistock gender identity clinic is closing it's been shut down in shut, fact
1: shut down and allison bailey shut down Garden Court Chambers.
0: We're going to talk about that separately in another episode. Oh, are we? Yes. All right.
1: Well, the stock, which is actually a psychology trust, from what I understand, that does a number of services, but specifically their pediatric gender identity service, has been shut down today over safeguarding concerns. And I think it's quite funny that when Kira Bell... Lost on appeal. Um when was it last year, Kira Bell's case?
0: The original one.
1: Yeah. And then there was an appeal. Yeah, there was an appeal last year. There was an appeal last year that the trans activists were celebrating this wonderful win. But the fact is, the second you involve the law, involve the courts, people start to get cold feet.
0: When there's oversight.
1: Yeah, when there's oversight. To
0: drugging children irreversibly.
1: Yeah, exactly. And sterilizing them, in fact. So, I think this is amazing. I, I'd like to thank, uh, who are, are, one of our faves, um, Dr. Dave Bell. who I think was probably a good part of why this happened today. He
0: was being witch-hunted for raising concerns about it when Mm -hmm. he worked at the Tavistock. Mm -hmm. I mean, he eventually just retired, but if he hadn't retired, he would have been witch-hunted out of his job for being a whistleblower. Mm -hmm. And it turns out he was right. It's total vindication for him. It's vindication for all the other people, other whistleblowers such as Sonia Appleby. It's very, very clear that so much wrong has been done. I mean, to be mm. shut down, not even mm. be put into special measures. Mm. That's what they call it here when they basically outsource service to someone else. So anyways, being shut down and replaced by centres mm. that are linked to mental health services. Because right. that's actually what teenage girls need, who hate themselves so much, yeah. you think, well, you know what, i just prefer to be someone else entirely... I prefer to be of the sex class that is not getting all the shit that I'm receiving Mm. from society ever since I hit puberty. Of course, we should change society. But in the meantime, if you hate your body this much, if you're depressed and anxious because of the way you look, one of the most immediate things you can do is some sort of decent mental health provision for those individuals. Yeah,
1: that's right. And I think that's kind of the language and the messaging that women like kira bell have been using to this point which is like this is a psychological problem with a psychological cure not a physical cure not a medical cure not a surgical cure
0: for the people for the the girls and for the men who aren't fetishists which Mm. is a handful apparently
1: Mm. Mm. yeah i think there are genuinely some young gay boys um, from more homophobic parts of England who travel to these kinds of places to get um, these gender identity services. Um, so though those those men obviously are a tiny fraction.
0: Yeah. Of and it's population. really the spectre of unhappy teenagers who hate themselves. The, the girls is used yeah. as a kind of sympathetic figure to greenlight fetishistic predators into women's spaces.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: But the people that I actually have sympathy for are the women and girls.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who
0: have internalised misogyny.
1: Well, it's just this idea of this gender dysphoria thing, which is a term I don't like using, not because I don't think that there are people who are unhappy in their sex bodies or something, or there isn't but it's some not- utility, but the, the, it's an umbrella term that becomes meaningless because it can be, can describe so many different things. It can, it can describe like self-hatred that comes after child sexual abuse. It can describe the kind of internalized misogyny Jen was talking about. It can descri- describe autism. People with autism get fixated on an idea, like maybe on the opposite sex. Um <clears throat> So it's uh it's a, a term that I don't like using really like it's body dysmorphia. Yeah. yeah. In a sense. And gender as we know is not, not really anything to do with, the sex body. I think if you're uncomfortable with gender roles, that's very developmentally healthy and normal. I don't know very many and people. should
0: be encouraged. Yeah,
1: exactly. I don't know many
0: people who... Well, those girls, the Snoopy Tall, there's not actually anything wrong with them. They're not yeah. born in the wrong body. They're suffering from misogyny or you know, homophobic abuse most of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I think what's really positive is none of the professionals the psychotherapists, the psychologists, the people involved with the Gen Identity Clinic at the Tavistock. Because the first wave left, right? There was mm, loads yeah. of whistleblowers. They said over half their staff had quit because they weren't willing to damage children. Mm-hmm. And they would say make comments like, there won't be anyone gay soon. Yeah, yeah. You know, those people who clearly had some kind of ethics left because they were just like, I'm not getting this blood on my hands. Right, And a lot of them whistle blew, Dr. David Bell, uh, sonia appleby lots of them
1: yeah there is a few
0: right who will have gravitated the tavistock now are a completely different cohort mm. it will be people who thought the trans stuff is on the up i can hitch my wagon to it it will make my career i'm gonna have a starlit path to the top all through the destruction of women's and girls' bodies, but who cares, yeah. right? Like, they're just gender non-conforming girls, so who really gives a fuck about those? We can't even imagine them in our heads to the point where we just think, oh, well, they're secretly men, yeah.
1: right? Like, yeah, that that's yeah, yeah. how
0: much of an alien idea this is. And to be clear to listeners, I was repeatedly called a boy at school. Mm. I was repeatedly called a man. I had the YMCA song sang at me. Yeah. Young man... You don't need to be done. I mean, I don't know the song, right? Mm. This, is, this is what would happen because it was just like, you're a man, you're a man, you're a boy. And this was even before the trans stuff really kicked off. This was in the 2000s. Mm. So, anyway, it's very clear that the new people, and I expect this of the professional managerial class generally, right? They don't have any morals, don't have any politics around this. Mm. What they have is an absolute fear and entitlement around their career. Yes. This will damage them because they will be scared about their reputation, about where their next pay pack is coming from. How am I going to afford my second home? So on, so on. So this hits these people where it hurts. I'm not interested so much in convincing those people, right, who are not the David Bells, the Sonny Applebees. And who's the guy that you like? Aziz? Oh, Az Hakim. Az Hakim, that's it.
1: I'm not sure if he was affiliated with... I think he was in some way affiliated with Tavistock, but okay. he's, a, he's a psychiatrist who worked in gender identity services and
0: still does from what okay. I understand. Yeah. Well, people like that yeah. clearly care, right? They're not just interested in feathering their own nest. But, no. for, but for the people who are, this is the only thing that will stop them. The idea there's going to be legal repercussions, that their career is going to be hurt. This is the only way to make those people disinterested mm. in fostering and fomenting transgenderism in children.
1: Well yeah, I listened to Dr. Hakeem at the um, LGB Alliance conference last year and he talked about how he was kind of, in a sense, gender critical before there was a term. Like he was had a group um, for, for men who were uncomfortable in their sex bodies and wanted to have these surgeries and they would kind of explore these ideas together and by the end most of them would not go through with the surgeries just because of the experience of having group therapy and kind of deconstructing these ideas so there's clearly people in this space that really do actually care about their patients but there's the other side that saw this as like new trendy i can be at the cutting edge i'll be the coolest person at the dinner party i get to talk about being I'm um, helping trans youth mm-hmm. and everyone will like gather around me and coo about how progressive Oh you're cool. so
0: wonderful
1: Yeah yeah you're so wonderful you're so great What you
0: do I know you you know you have a good salary but it's so meaningful Yeah exactly
1: it's so meaningful or whatever It's the same kind of people I saw in Vancouver who were really into the harm reduction thing It's a very similar thing where it's like I take on a position that for middle class people seems very radical, very interesting, very cutting edge, and then i shoot to the top of, like, my social ladder, and
0: now these people will be shitting it because they're thinking... <sighs> oh, let me get the door. All right, that was just Amazon. I've got my parcel. <laughs> so people
1: in these circles will now be absolutely shitting it because they're going to go, oh, my God, what am I going to put on my CV that I worked at this place that was shut down mm. and suddenly... Like the press is kind of changing on this. They're not going to want to brag about this at dinner parties anymore.
0: People say things like, didn't you work there they'll say yeah. over oh, a very short period of time a very short period of time and
1: I you know I, I had problems with it from the beginning
0: I, I yeah. left before it was closed all of them now yeah. rats leaving a sinking ship
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: will be trying to leave before mm. the end date of is it March 2023 mm, is that it yeah so they'll be trying to get a new job by Christmas so they can say I was only there very briefly and
1: I saw problems oh you know I, I knew I knew that there were yeah. problems a year <laughs> ago they would have been like yes Trans youth. We even have some black
0: trans youth.
1: Everyone would go, oh! wow! wow. Everyone just spaff their pants. Yeah, it's it's. uh This
0: will be the worst thing that ever happened to them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. These well, are the kind of people who've never had problems before that other people couldn't sympathise with.
1: Right, right. Or had to take accountability for anything. Yeah, had to look at themselves and go, what have I been a part of? Yeah, I've never had to do that. No, uh, I mean it's amazing. It's amazing news and I'm really grateful that hopefully this means... I mean, I'm a bit sceptical. I've heard some things from some gender-critical feminists that basically what they're going to do is contract out quote-unquote gender identity services to like private hospitals and private clinics where there's less accountability and kind of the purpose of moving from the Tavistock is to put that la- another layer of kind of obscurity around it. But but
0: it, it will slow things down.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, presumably the the girls who are on that wait list, um, that that famous wait list, which by the way, doesn't count as a safeguard. I did a TikTok about this, but I can't believe these people say it with a straight face. If you need a knee replacement um, surgery, yeah, you get evaluated for whether or not you're a good candidate for a knee replacement, then you go on a wait list. It's not going, we'll use the waitlist to see if you're a good candidate for a knee replacement surgery. A waitlist is not a safeguard. They've already been approved for the treatment. So you cannot claim that waitlists are safeguards in any way, which is what they've been saying for the last four or five years.
0: But it's because sometimes it has been suggested, well, maybe you should wait two years to see if you feel the same. Right. Because actually, when you're a teenager, two years... Is an enormous amount of time, or it mm-hmm. feels it. Mm-hmm. I just know when I was fourteen, I wanted like three facial piercings and two arm tattoo sleeves. Yeah. By the time I was fifteen, I didn't want that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's what it said. Yeah, Jen, off you go with your replica Blink One Eighty Two tattoos. Yeah. Just a year later, I would have thought, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is a bad idea that mm. I did this mm. because actually developmentally. I felt a world away at 15 from 14. Right. That's and then true. again at 16 and so on. And I get that it feels like a long time. That's partly why these these kids are like, I, I need it now. I need to live my life now. But the reality is you actually, like, you born in the body you have. Yeah, You're born into the circumstances you have. And whatever the cards you're dealt. Well, this this is, is your life.
1: Well, this is also the new line that I'm seeing from they them non-binary types on TikTok, who, by the way, are all incredibly gender conforming, very feminine, very traditional women with like long hair and and uh, acrylic nails or whatever, and full faces and makeup. Who are going by calling me a woman because of my sex? You're forcing me into a role I don't want to be. It don't want to be in. And I'm like, I'm forcing you into it as much as you're – I'm forcing you into your race or I'm forcing you into your nationality. Like, material reality is neutral and continues with or without you. What And even if you could socially identify outside of your sex, I don't have any respect for it. Like, you're just going to be like, oh, you know, this violent, oppressive 2,000-year-old patriarchy. I'm just going to dip out. I'll let the rest of you suffer. I'm not like the other girls. Like, this is not... Well,
0: what they're trying to say is, if you call me a woman, I feel like I have to be submissive and be all these things that I'm pretending not to be at the moment, but by adhering to the new gender conformity shows I'm fully signed up to the consensus and the status quo.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying to say if you... Like, non-binary is a way for women to transgress gender roles. It's like, well, with you leaving, you just make the box smaller for everybody else like what are you doing with- and you can't leave and also you
0: can't leave but also i just want to say to these women or little well, girls like what even makes you think you're gender non-conforming you don't did, did you try and play football with the boys every break time you get excluded every single time like me yeah did you cut your hair short and get called david beckham at school like me no oh, no
1: but they don't <laughs> even pretend to be gender
0: non-conforming <laughs> They're just like, I'm not a woman, I'm not that icky thing.
1: Yeah, they're like, I love being feminine. They say this, I love being feminine, I love having long hair and nails, but I'm not a woman. They even try to say that's an argument for their side, because they go, see, it's not about gender stereotypes, because you could be really gender-conforming and non-binary.
0: Well, it's just that I'm not like the other girls, I'm special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the TikToks that are most hilarious are girls trying to get their super straight bro boyfriends to admit they're in a queer relationship, and they'll the like but, but babe i'm i'm not i'm with you and she's like yeah i know dan but i'm not a woman so this is a queer relationship and the guy's just driving like this like 16 17 year old american boy he's yeah. like no no i'm 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 straight i'm definitely straight
1: she's like but you're not
0: dan <laughs> it's so pathetic
1: and so embarrassing i don't know how they don't die from second-hand embarrassment. Well the
0: reality is by the time they're even 20, 21, they'll be so embarrassed. Oh yeah, they will be, yeah. In the past, you didn't get embarrassed of who you were as a teenager. But you're not yeah, it wasn't that cringe, but you're like, oh yeah, I was a goth for six months, or yeah, yeah I, I listened to some bullshit music. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading Marilyn Manson's autobiography and thinking, dunno about this guy, <laughs> but you know, still listen to his music. But it feels like now because it's it's because the nature of the internet records what you're doing, yeah. there is this opportunity for just such. On on accidental public humiliation, basically. Yeah. Whether it's only fans or making a TikTok claiming to be a cat and that you have what's that made-up thing? Multiple personality disorder. Right, right. And then okay, you can erase your TikTok once you've grown up a little bit and you're 18, you're like, you know what, actually, just no no, no. <laughs> All those things were some strange ideas I had in my bedroom when the I thought the world was my bedroom at fifteen. You can erase them, but unfortunately maybe somebody else took a copy. yeah, And then you either just have to go off the internet forever or you just have to... Yeah, look, I mean, it's fine. People develop and people, you know, can change. But I also think that a lot of these people... Uh, what I've noticed from detransitioners is they drop off the internet. Mm. And this is real... The ones that have really done the process and then they're right. like, oh, shit, I turned 30 and this isn't cool anymore. Right. Uh, not but getting... you
1: and I both know a lot of
0: those. We know a lot. They yeah. do just drop off because they don't want to do the admittance and the u-turn or Ooh, that was not even have to answer the questions or it just be obvious it's not like anyone has to go well that was a bit silly wasn't it turns out i was wrong but i think they don't even want to just show that it was bullshit unfortunately because it all is this idea like it's authentic it's who i am yeah and then when it turns out oh no it wasn't yeah. but why would it be why would your authentic self be who you are post forty nine surgeries. Twenty-seven of which are corrective.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. And there is something about having your your life history online and I think that we've all like it's a very normal for humans to go through like stages of growth and change politics and learn things or whatever but but what trans does is it makes this stuff permanent. Yeah. Like I I had a similar goth emo scene kid phase. The only lasting thing I have from that is I can't wear earrings. Because I had stretched earlobes and now earrings I can just pull right through the back. Like, I don't have... But can you imagine if it was, like...
0: More than that. If
1: it was permanent, it would just be horrific. It would be horrific. And you do not have the ability to, like, think into the future as a teenager. Not at all. I remember people telling me that when I was a teenager and being like, no, no, like, I can kind of think of myself. It's not, like, physically, neurologically possible for you to do so um it's impossible for you to think of yourself at 30 when you're that age
0: or a decade later or a decade or even later. half a decade later five
1: years later you can't when
0: i was do 14 it. i couldn't see 18 i couldn't see 19 no
1: no you can't and you could tell people that you did but you don't
0: No. well this is the nature of knowing like you don't know what you don't know yeah, you have exactly. no idea that you yeah. don't know
1: yeah you, yeah exactly
0: unfortunately yeah and that's just why we have safeguards for mm-hmm. kids yeah Yeah, exactly. one of the big problems is in this country we do accept that people under 18 are are minors but then we allow so many things at 16, joining the army sex with adults all that should be scrapped in my opinion and just brought to 18 because Mm. even at 18 you're a young adult, I still think you need some guidance but I understand that at that point you need to be allowed to start making your own mistakes a bit and learning from them, the problem with transgenderism is it's a permanent mistake yeah if you go far enough down that rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, it is a And then you end
0: up somebody who doesn't feel they can, yeah, be online or speak to people in the past mm. because you just have to be like, yeah, turns out all that was horse shit and I'm not actually Darren. I know. And the ones who
1: have come out and spoken honestly about it, I think it's like a very brave thing to do. Like I've seen, yeah. I, it's, I think it's a really admirable, brave thing to do to be like, no, but... Like this thing about detransitioners, quote unquote, I promise you in my age group, so many of these women and girls who I knew who did the non-binary thing, took low doses of testosterone, got mastectomies. mastectomies, so on. They disappear off the internet. Yeah. They really do at 30 because it's not cool at 30 to be like a cute trans guy
0: not anymore. Really. No. I mean, not how it was in their mind. In their mind, it was like, I can be Zac Efron.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah.
0: And I feel like I really actually think that it makes you a bigger person if you can reflect on things and make U turns or think, oh, yeah, I didn't get that quite right. But it's really held against you. Even yeah. I, I remember, even just, you know, because I was a socialist and not really mm-hmm. a feminist in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And then from my late 20s, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like feminism actually has uh, fills a lot of the gaps that socialism didn't for me. But I mean, I'm sure you'd say that that was because I was a Trotskyist and not anything else. <laughs>
1: no, 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 but, I think that's fair. I think but
0: that it's held against fair. you by weirdos. It is. They're funny. like, you change your politics every 10 seconds. It's like, no, just once, as in I was a socialist that then was a socialist and feminist.
1: And I mean, it's never used against men. Yeah, yeah. Like, people talk about Malcolm X having, like, a black separatist phase And uh, the Nation of Islam phase and then like a more Sunni Islam phase or whatever, or a more reformist phase. And then he became kind
0: of anti-capitalist and socialist at the end. Yeah, at the end,
1: exactly. So, you know, it's never, ever, ever used against men that they have like a a political evolution.
0: Well, even male reinvention, the fact that Bruce Jenner can say, I'm 70 and I'm, turns out I'm a woman this whole Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Give back your medals then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, I actually, he's not the worst, right? Mm. In terms of his um, perspective on sports. But it, you know, Caitlyn Jenner says, Oh, I'm a man. Um, you know, that TV presenter, Philip Schofield comes out and says, I'm gay. And everyone goes, Okay, I guess, but you've been gay your whole life. Yeah. Even though you've got a wife and kids, you're pretty sure you fucked your wife. But no one, no one, we're allowed to decide. Yeah. It's particularly, no, 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 actually, this is my subjectivity. And it's not that I think that, philip schofield's not gay Mm. it's just that for women not allowed it's either denied or it's held against you because it's all this idea of like disloyalty and suspicion
1: right yeah and it's done with personal we're talking about in political terms but like in personal terms too yeah with like sexuality with hobbies with perspective with friend groups whatever for women it's like yeah you were this and now you're that it's like because it's just because humans grow and evolve not objects. Yeah. So they can't be like, but you are an object I put on the shelf and you're this thing. And it is interesting kind of online. I get shit. Actually, I get less shit from radical feminists these days, at least online, but I get shit from both, uh, socialist feminists or socialists. And I get shit from, um, radical feminists for being kind of like a fence sitter and in between. And like, are you a socialist feminist or are you a radical feminist? And it's like, for a man, like, a, for, for men, it would be like, I take these two different perspectives and I wield them together and I have mm. this great new analysis. And everyone would be like, oh, amazing. <laughs> but for women, it's like, you can't pick a team. You can't Well, it's, tr- it's
0: tribalism. And yeah. I'm sure there's a anthropological patriarchal reason, yeah, yeah, which was that women had to be more tribal and loyal because otherwise they were at the mercy of male violence if you ever pushed outside the tribe. And in fact, that's what happened to women in you know centuries ago the woman who was the deviant and unmarried was made to live on the outskirts of the village maybe some rumors went around about her and Mm -hmm. she moved into the woods and then she became the witch right so i see it all the time i hate women's tribalism and it is self-enforced and self-reproduced a lot of the time because at the end of the day I almost just want to say to people, like, look, you can be cross that a woman liked baseball and now she likes basketball. I remember people at university just couldn't understand that I both attended hockey and basketball practice. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was like, well, I'm quite good at both um, and organized enough to attend both sessions. Um, and it, that was it. There wasn't a, but which one's your preference, Jen? I would have said, oh, well, I'm the captain of the basketball teams. Obviously that one, it was just I'm a bit boggled by this. But at the end of the day, I don't care. And I think this is something we never hear women say, like, I don't care if you approve of me. I'm not asking for approval. It's
1: also such a, back to the political thing, it's also such a male thing to be like, you need a singular unifying theory of everything. Yeah. You need one thing that explains everything in this, like, male obsessional way. Yeah. It's, like, not <laughs> appropriate to be like, oh, actually, I kind of have these two analyses. I like bits of this and bits of that. I'm interested in what those contradictions are. I'd like to explore them. I want to see what I think. It's like you're not allowed to be... have growth. This is what men in philosophy are all like. They want, like, one unifying theory of everything. And they just get really upset when you're like, actually, no, that doesn't explain that, a, and that's fine.
0: A lot of the time, yes. but then And then there's some men. The same men who will do that universalizing, will then mm. grandstand and be eclectic and right. pull in Freud and Marx and Deleuze. And it's just, as soon as you point out, well, there's a conflict there between, say, Marx and Derrida. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. obvious conflict. It's fine, though, if you want to use a particular concept and bring it in but you just need to be clear about doing that then they get really cross because Mm -hmm. they are meant to be this you know was it Dworkin that said men are the makers of meaning and women the bearers of meaning and I always find when people object to women's development and women changing their mind or women you know I've seen loads of feminists that are like oh I don't see the problem with drag oh, no, now I see the problem with drag. And people point a stick at them. Yeah, yeah, I had that. I'm just like, this is learning. Imagine if someone's a child had said to you, like, what's four at four? And you'd been like, seven, I don't know. And then you'd got it right the next day. And they went, oh, but yesterday you said it was seven. So only today you say it was eight, little Sally.
1: I just thought drag was like a fun thing done by gay men late at night. And I was like, oh, a couple of them have some funny jokes like, they dance around for club nights. This is, like, a harmless form of adult entertainment. And then I had to think about it and looked at more what they had to say and was like, actually, this is mocking women. Like, they're not allowed... You're, you're not allowed to change your mind on anything. It's not rewarding feminism. It's rewarded no. actually, in other political circles a bit more than it is in feminism. Feminism is one place where you have to be like, I have arrived. I have the full analysis. From the womb. From the womb. I'm 100% that, that, there.
0: That's because it's been so in decline.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Radical feminism. I don't think liberal feminists have this quite as much.
0: But I would say even it's lesbian feminism now that is yeah. the yeah, yeah. which is a tri- tribal, and sort of the eighteen people are just like we'll burn the village before you build a new house.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. Or if you go, this is what I found in feminism. If you go, I don't understand this. Like, can you point me to a book to read about it, or can you explain this to me? Like, yeah, normally it's just very difficult. It's just very difficult to get that kind of, like, no, but, like, I don't understand what you mean by that. Can you... And I'm not being pretending to be obtuse. No, I'm not pretending to be obtuse at all. Like, I'm really interested in learning what you have to say about that particular thing. Like, explain to me why the Nordic But there's
0: a a real lack of confidence about certain ideas. So, I mean, I had to just sort of beg people to explain what lesbian feminism meant, like, the term. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the end, Sheila Jeffries just said, well, it's the understanding that heterosexuality is, you know, the main way women's oppression is organised. And I just was like, oh, right, got it. Yeah. And I thought that sounds, I can understand that. Sounds pretty legit. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah Okay. Yeah. And she, I mean, I mean at a political level. I don't mean mm. the desire itself. Mm. And I don't think they're the same thing. Um, but yeah, I just, it it is weird. And so I think that's a lot of the time. I don't know. I don't think there is content for detransitioners
1: no, I don't think so.
0: But I think that on our there side, is, not on our side <laughs> yeah. but I don't. I do think that there is weirdly wild contempt for the development of feminism, new ideas, new discussions. And I'm not saying even to deviate particularly, no. but the idea that feminism is done is a bit of a thing among certain quarters, right?
1: And some of the things, like I'm not kidding, like you see this dumbest shit possible on TikTok, but I also see like young women who are 18, 19, 20 doing these like walls of text posts that are actually very interesting and very insightful and they're 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 keen and they've read stuff and they they want to know more and they're inquisitive and they ask questions and I just they're not involved in 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 those circles mostly because no one does politics on in real life anymore but also there seems to be a bit of uh what's the word reluctance to like go outside the castle walls and like allow people to come in and be like I honestly don't know this yeah and it isn't everywhere in feminism I I don't think that's necessarily the case in places I've seen in Canada but yeah. yeah so it's interesting that we have this kind of a culture in feminism but at the same time there's these kind of reformists "Quote unquote," not saying that it's a dirty word, but people who have managed to do these re- this really great work in in peeling back successfully, gen- successfully peeling back like gender identity. Well, there's laws no and- theory
0: of revolution. There is no theory of feminist revolution that's no, ever not. been written about. It no. probably should be written about, but it would probably require taking something from Marx, which no. about seizing the means of reproduction. But then they would never want to do that because they just say, "Well, he's male." But we might do that. We yeah. should we should probably do that on, on the woman question.
1: Yes, we should.
0: Because they just it just doesn't exist. So I I find that what happens is everyone falls into reformism. But that's not bad. I actually don't see anything but that.
1: No, and I'm not against reforms that are beneficial for women.
0: Absolutely at all. not.
1: No, not at all. No. So So great on the Tavistock being. I wonder if this will in. mean
0: that other gender identity clinics no, get I scrutinized.
1: I don't think so. I think I think that because there's so much money to be made in this sector. In this particular thing, I think they're just going to move it to private places and put a bit of a shroud of... Um, they do, they'll do; they do that neoliberal thing where they contract and contract and contract so you can't really keep track of who's in charge of it anymore. The, right. reason, <clears throat> the reason the Tavistock is not good for them is because it's central, because it's historic, because the NHS runs
0: it. It's the biggest one. And it's the biggest one. I think Charing Cross was the first... Gender Identity Clinic. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they did kids, though. Mm -hmm. I think Tavistock has also had extra scrutiny because it's...
1: It's pediatric. Yeah. That's the only reason it's had scrutiny. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. Though I don't think that this stuff becomes ethical when a person turns 18.
0: I've got a story about... He was a young man. He was 24. This is a friend's son. Went to the Charing Cross Gender Identity Clinic. Mm. And the guy... Oh, the guy's famous, but I don't remember his name. He said, oh, I'm pretty sure that you're autistic. I think this boy probably is autistic, by the way, this young man. But this is not an autism test. He said, when I asked you about your sex life, you didn't want to speak to me looking in the eye. Mm. Well, almost no one wants to speak to a stranger about their sex life. And you may well look at them in the eyes less during that content. And I thought, how does this psychologist not know this?
1: Right. Right. Well, they're obsessed with diagnoses, aren't they? Diagnoses. But,
0: it, but it's just such little insight to be like, well, everyone's a bit uncomfortable talking about sex with a stranger.
1: They know it's bullshit. They just get an idea in their head and then look for things to justify it. It is right. It is just astrology. Yes. And you can make up <laughs> any diagnosis for basically anyone. Again, I'm not a huge anti-psychology, anti-psychiatry person, but on this level... Yeah. I'm pr- it, that's pretty how it skeptical. I have to be honest. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so absolute bullshit clinic founded by Richard Green, mm. who is the one remaining person that still defends John Money right. and what he did. So I hope that's next. Yeah. I, I know that you're saying that they'll, they'll privatize them, but that means that NHS ones kind of have to be quashed
1: no what it will mean is the nhs will give contracts to private people to run it so there'll be an extra layer of so you
0: can. you go to the and cross clinic and then after that first appointment you're off down the private track
1: no you'd go to a private hospital a private clinic but you'd have an nhs seat or bed or whatever that the nhs pays um. for through a contract so then that what that means is there's no accountability because it will be all done through private but it will still be our taxpayer dollars paying for it
0: I'm more optimistic than that because I think they'll be scared of lawsuits.
1: Oh, no, I know that, that, that that's happening. I've spoken to a woman about that
0: particular hospital um, and
1: that's exactly what's happening. But, I
0: mean, be, my hope is it'll be rolled back in the future on the back of these wins and the f- successful lawsuits and yeah. the centres getting shut down. And look, all these people care about is their career and being able to afford a second mortgage. Right.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll, see. we'll I think, see. I think it's going to be a, a case of whack-a-mole. Okay. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. The NHS has... It's, it's not as centralised as people think it is.
0: Right. Okay. All right, well. All right. Next episode, Alison Bailey. Yes. Her fantastic win this yes. week. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening.